So you are a different kind of queen, kind of like somebody we haven't seen before, because I mean, your abstract drag is kind of art in motion. Now we've had a lot of great queens Fantastic like that. Artists. We've had Max, we've had mm -hmm. Milk, we've had a lot of great artists along the way like that. Yeah. But you're still a little different from them even in my eyes. Had you auditioned for Drag Race before? I had auditioned the year before. And that was it? And that was it. And now, my drag had changed so much. I'm not even sure year. if anyone would recognize me from really? the first tape. What yeah. changed and why did it change? Um, I feel like it just gained so many different layers, so many different styles of drag. I like to think that I'm a art queen, but also a theater queen, also a fashion queen. And I think all those just added on as I was able to commit more and more to being a drag queen. Did you ever doubt your type of drag on our show? Of course. How did you get past that to audition? Honestly, I thought like, what's the harm in trying? And I was shocked that I got on in many ways because I thought that I'm I'm too weird. I'm not like you are weird. fun enough. I'm we, so serious. No, but we celebrate weirdos <laughs> yeah. because that's what we all are in our own way. That's why we get along so well as a community. And that's why it was so empowering to be here and to feel that and to feel that I can contribute to uplifting the part of the drag community that I represent. To stand up and carry on your legacy, Rue, we have to be able to do something new. And the new thing is definitely going to walk in with a scream. So I think what I like the most about this clip of the week, this of course is Michelle Visage's interview with Sasha Bloor for What You're Packing. What I like about it the most is this idea of like, Sasha had her doubts about like, her drag being something that that could even get on to drag race but i love this sentiment of like well what's the harm and i love from like that notion here we are today and it's such a i think it's a really great lesson for anybody who wants to take a risk like this is like well what's the harm you might as well find out what happens like it could be this and i yeah, think that's it like could a, be no it could be no okay but right. what's no. the harm is a very accessible way to take a creative risk sure yeah, what's the harm? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like how Michelle kind of valid validated a lot of our thoughts with this idea that, you know, we've seen queens like her before, but there's something that Sasha does that is just a little bit different, a little bit more, <laughs> here we go, nuanced. Oh, I haven't heard that <laughs> word in so long. It feels good. It feels uh, real good. Well, there's just something that she does that's just a little bit more specific, right? Yeah. Uh, that celebrates in a very different way the oddity and the weirdness. Um, a lot of that being combined with her look and how impeccable it is, mm -hmm. because I think that is a big difference, right? That you know how deliberate everything was, because it was so impeccable. Whereas, you know, I think Milk was often very impeccable with her look, but there was something maybe it was maybe it was too out there for the time that it came. Right. Or maybe the, the thesis behind what she was doing was not as as strong. You know, I was talking about this sure with, as pointed with uh, with social action. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about this with somebody that like, you know, I I could totally see someone like Sasha getting the same kind of edit Milk did a few seasons ago. And they were like, well, yeah, except, you know, Milk is is less polished. And I thought, well, I don't know if it's less polished. I just think that Sasha has thought through every detail. Whereas I think with Milk, there's kind of this, like when I think about like one of my favorite runways of the entire series, of course, is Milk's pregnant monster Phyllis Diller going to the Tonys. I love it. 
But I also think that there's just elements of that that Milk was just like, and let's put these shoes on and let's pair it with these socks and let's just see what that looks like. And there isn't that intentionality behind it. And that doesn't. Right. It's almost an experiment while it's happening. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a requirement. Organic. Yeah. Sure. It, it's not required to have all of this intention. But I think now that we're seeing a queen like that who is so intentional with every detail, we see the difference that it makes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it'll get if it'll become its own brand or if it will get a little old. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think like, will we tire of Sasha Velour? Mm. I think many people have, they were tired of the social justice corner, you know, the talking head probably because, you know, it's hard to think that deeply for that long. I, you know, it, it can get tiring, yeah. but uh, I think you and I, we, we welcome it. Cause like, I don't know, we talk about this stuff all the time, right. but, uh, but I wonder if we'll tire of Sasha Velour's kind of, perfectness and her intention being so specific all the time. Well, you know what it made me think about, because I, you know, in preparing for this episode, I re-listened to our Meet the Queens episode from, mm. you know, months ago, just to kind of like see what our first impressions were. And when we opened that episode, we were talking about, I guess, you know, things were, were certainly in uh, a tense state politically. And we were talking about how we can still remain aware and activated about everything that's going on in the world, but like, Sometimes you need to take a t step back and take care of yourself and rest your brain and focus on something else for a little bit because that can right. it's only for you. Watch Real Housewives. Yeah, just to kind of give yourself a bit of a break. And I think we started to see elements of that with Sasha where she she is very serious, but she I think as the season went on, she started to relax a little bit and like let herself calm down and not be the like social justice corner captain of every moment. And I think that's important to not tire of Sasha, that she can also ease up a little bit and have levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if only, you know, to not burn herself out, but certainly for other people who are like, okay, I just need a break from the importance of drag and gender constructs. And okay, I get it. I get it. Can we just have a fierce lip sync just for five minutes? Right, right. right. There's nothing wrong with asking for that. Oh, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, which is why I think Sasha's great, but it's also great that we have the other queens kind of on the docket of this season, right? Totally. Kind of give us a little bit of a reprieve. We have a Trinity Taylor that's, you know, all very fish and, you know, surface. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Exactly. We have a Trinity Taylor who's not interested in going to those deep places. She's just no. going to put on a show. And that's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you, and we'll go to that show just as many times as we'll go to Sasha's show. Absolutely. Yeah. And like my yeah. expectations are different for each one, but both of them are valid. And you know, Queen like Peppermint, who I think is kind of straddling the line, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there is, she is a, a, an incredible entertainer, but there is an activism in what she's doing merely by showing up, you know? Right. Right. Oh, totally. Totally. So yes. Yeah. yeah it, well, and it brings up the question of, uh, you know, not only Sasha Velour, I think as a figurehead, Sasha Velour, but season nine in general, like where that fits into in kind of the canon of Drag Race. Like what is this season, how does it, what is its role and how does it fit into, you know, the time that it, that it aired and the evolution of the show? What does it represent, you know? Well, I think it's, it's certainly uh, very timely. I think when it happened, uh, talking about Pulse on the show, yep. talking about these these social justice issues, was it you? Were we talking about this last week? This idea that like 
Well, one of the reasons why these queens have been so nice to each other is because Pulse just happened. Yeah, it was, um, Peppermint was talking about that in her recap. She was saying, you know, we, we weren't being super catty and bitchy with each other because, like, not only was it, like, a tense political climate, but, like, we were filming not long after Pulse, and we just yeah. were feeling the need to be in a community. And I think that this season certainly epitomizes that need for peace, that need for, you know, the internal struggles mm-hmm. rather than the, 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 petty, be- the petty battles yeah. that we're used to. Um, because, you know, there were some petty betties on this season, for sure. Like, Aja, I think, is a petty betty. Uh, but, you know, she was able to quell it. She was able to figure it out. They also showed them quelling that, which I think was really important. And, and you know, not for nothing, but probably a, a choice, right? Mm-hmm. A, a director's choice or a, a producer's choice. Um, I, I, obviously, producers are always going to want to produce a show. They're always going to want to produce a story. It's never not going to be that. Right. But I do think that this season epitomized the political climate in that sense. I also think that this season, um, in terms of how it will go down in the canon, is that a, a queen like Sasha Valor won and beat out Shay. Yeah. That there was a change in format. Not only was there a change in format, but there was a, a shift in what was being promoted. Yep. Yeah, and, and what could win. I think about that all the time. Sure. Though, is like Sasha represents what could win Drag Race. And we've right. never seen a queen like this with that opportunity. And I think right. that that's – I love that. I think that, you know, we talked – I mean, Bob time. was bringing her right there. I do mm-hmm. think that Bob was a perfect bridge from a Violet Chachki oh, to, yeah. you know, to, the, to now. I mean, a bald queen, one that's very socially active, that has a mouth, that has thoughts – you know, um, the, the one thing that I haven't seen Sasha do a lot of is kind of populate and kind of uh, create uh, marketing and branding and merch. Like, I, you know, I just don't I don't see a lot of it. Well, the one thing I know she has done, she had this series of pins that she was releasing every week that were themed to each challenge. But she has the magazine, doesn't she? Oh, she has pins. Oh, I didn't pins, know this. Yeah, and she has her, the magazine velour and, and, um, and of course, nightgowns that she – I don't – I mean, I, we're going to be going to nightgowns this week. Um, I don't think she'll be there, unfortunately, but it's – you know, that's her uh, – I'm selling my ticket. Uh, well, then never mind. I will be there because I believe they're seating. So, and, it, and it's at a sensible hour and it's in Brooklyn. So it's all the things I want from a drag show. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> super excited. Whether Sasha's there or not, I'll deal with it. But um, yeah, I, I think that's, um, well, I think it's a really good question in terms of like merch and, and, and productizing, if we're going to use that word, is what Sasha is going to do with her brand now, you know? And... I, you know, for example, we see like Peppermint is, uh, she's working on a documentary, uh, which looks really great. I'm really excited about that. And, you know, Shay's releasing these music videos. Uh, fun fact I picked up recently, Shay, you know, Sasha and Peppermint are going to be doing a college tour talking about gender and identity and, wow. and like bringing, right? Like bridging these ideas that they brought up in the show, they're going to be bringing these conversations to college kids. So I wonder if when they brought these queens on to season nine, if they knew that this was, this was going to be something that happened because I mean, if we're talking about season nine as a whole in the Canon, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is a, a, a complete shift from drag as performance to drag as literally art, 
art that is speaking to the people and from the people and reflecting right back what it's doing and what it's seeing um, and making waves, right? Yeah. Whereas a drag was always doing that, but I feel like RuPaul's brand was hand-holding us there and kind of taking us there very, you know, step-by-step. Step. Mm-hmm. There's certainly, you know, one of our early All Right Mary episodes, you know, from I like to call the Miss Bliss years of All Right Mary, was our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> But we had, uh, oh, well done, Colin. Well thank you, done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but we had this episode, um, the evolution from design to performance, and we're really looking at how the challenge has changed each, each season to be more performance-focused than design-focused. And I think the evolution continues with this season to evolution from design to performance to activism. You know, and drag has always been a form of activism, right? Like this is nothing new in the same way. That- I wouldn't call it activism. I'd call it art. I think art, I think art, because art doesn't always have to be activism, but it, it always will be. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. I just, I, what I mean is, and there's certainly tons of art coming out of this season. I just mean the fact that Peppermint and Sasha are going on a college tour, that, that Peppermint is put, putting the, together this documentary, that like there's... And obviously it's about Peppermint's life, but it's also about educating people on like, this is, this is who a transgender person is. This is what their story is. There's, it's an element of activism that we started to see with Bob in season eight and that we're seeing even more so in season nine. And I, I think it's very much responsive to what's going on in the world. Yeah, um, oh, completely. But it's, yeah. it's more than we've seen in the past. And it's just a, I'm interested to see, I mean, they're going to start filming season 10, I don't know, at some point this summer. Yeah. So I'm just really, you know, kind of suggesting that there is more of a thread of activism in Drag Race now than in the past, I'm in, especially with Social Justice Corner and all that. I'm interested to see how season 10 either continues that or changes the script. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there there was a lot of resistance to what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we might see a shift back. We might see production values rise heavily lip yeah. syncs being different I, I feel like season 10 might it might shake things up a lot i i hope so i mean i think that's it's a it's a good question we probably can't bring up any real predictions for but like what season 10 could be on the heels of season nine you know what i mean yeah in terms of that it's that the brand is changing or in terms of that season nine kind of flunked um, more so that the brand is changing because I think season nine, you know, I think season nine was an example of expectations lead to disappointment. Sure. Okay. And there were certain expectations of season nine that we expectations we had that I don't think were met. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was a, a level of of talent and effort that we didn't see, you know, in some of the weaker lip syncs and Queens giving up and, and there obviously wasn't very much drama, but like, I also didn't expect this season to be so social justice corner. I didn't expect a queen like Sasha Valor to be so, even though she was like our front runner from the start, I didn't really think she was going to make it, you know? Um, so I, I think there's a lot of people that are saying like, Oh, well, season nine is, you know, it's only one season above season seven in terms of worst seasons, but like, I don't know. I'm going to let it marinate for a while. I think I will grow to like season nine a lot more than I did by the end of it. You know? Yeah. I mean, just going back and even looking at some of these looks, because we'll get into that, but we're going to do some recaps Mm -hmm. this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, the season was 
there's a lot of memories. There was a lot of quotes. There was a lot of funny moments. There, yeah. you know, it wasn't that bad, guys. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It, it was good. There just wasn't very good lip syncs, and some of the queens underdelivered because we had high expectations. But right. you know, I think Colin, I think now's a good time to tell our Marys what they're listening to. Oh, well, Marys, if you have not figured it out at this point, you are listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And today, we are going to just be taking a look back at the season that we just all went through together, season nine. And, you know, we've got a couple of, you know... uh, superlatives you know best looks best you know favorite challenges quotes blah blah, blah. um really just kind of like looking back at the season yeah i think we're gonna reflect on our first impressions yes yeah uh, and you know if 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 i may colin mm-hmm. there is a segment that i would like to bring back and i'd like to start with it right away oh oh what would that be that is drag race trivia Oh, talk about the Miss Bliss era. We are doing Drag Race <laughs> Trivia Marys. Oh, bring it on. Yeah. All right, Mary. Are you ready? Are you ready? You stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have, let's see, I have six questions for you today. Oof. All right. And some of them are really hard. Okay, you know what? I can, I can crack it. All right. Who was the youngest queen of the season? It's so funny. I just read this. It's Aja. Oh, good for you. How old is she? She's 22. Yeah. Who do, you, who do most people think it's going to be? Um, that's a good question. Because if I, it's like I literally just read this like an hour ago, um, oh. if not less. So I, I was psychically preparing for this. Who would I have thought or who people would have thought? I mean, I think Aja would be a likely choice. Um, Valentina and Farah, right? I mean, they're, they're oh, pretty. Sure, sure. They're yeah, yeah. But I, I could have still guessed right, but I would have. It would have been a tough one. Yeah. All right. So. Well, that was easy. Here's another easy one. Name all the queens in order of their elimination. Wow. All right, Mary. So we've got James Mansfield, Kamora Black. I'm gonna say Charlie Hides, and then I'm gonna say that the next challenge was who went home next? Oh boy! I'm gonna say Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Okay, all right, all right, um, right, and then. Um, yeah, Charlie Hyde, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, and that, cause that was Snatch Game, and then after Snatch Game was, I think maybe Aja went home at that point, so then Aja went home, and then after Aja was, I want to say, I'm like, oh, I think at that point, I think Eureka probably got, no, Eureka, did, I, I've missed Eureka, I think she went home before Aja. And then Eureka. No, I mean, Eureka, then Aja. Then everybody stopped listening because it's going on too long. (laughs) Um, And then I think there was probably... Pheromone? And then... uh, Tap it out, Akilah. Tap it out. Bonina Brown? No, no, no. Who who am I missing? 
Who am I missing? Who's in that mix that I... Oh! I need to see your lips, Valentina. That's right. Valentina, then Nina Benina Brown, then Alexis Michelle, and then Ain't Nobody Gone Home. So I, I commend you for your efforts. Eureka was the only one out of place. Eureka happened after Charlie. Oh, yes, of course, because Cynthia and Farah had lip synced and then they neither of them went home. And then next week, Cynthia got the boot ski. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that brings me to my third question. What was the lip sync song to the episode where no one sashayed away due to Eureka? Oh, God. It was so. It was that Megan Trainer song. Um, I can I could just like I can hear the beginning of it. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, is that how it goes? <laughs> is that the name of the song? No, 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 is that no, no. how it goes? <laughs> is that, that it? sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, name that tune. Um, <laughs> I can name it in three notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a seven-word chorus, girl. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the song at all. Unicorn onesie. <laughs> Unicorn onesie. <laughs> Unicorn onesie by Megan Trainor. Yeah. Ladies and so, gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Unicorn Onesie. Unicorn Onesie. <laughs> Performing her hit lip sync single, na 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 <laughs> um, The song was called Woman Up. Oh, yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Here's here's an easy one for you. Who won the RuPaul roast? Oh, Peppermint. Oh, good for you. It's a hard one. Yeah. It's a hard... I don't know. I, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, that... That okay, this next one I think is going to be the second hardest, and then I'll give you the hardest at the end. <laughs> I've heard that before. Oh, shit. <laughs> Name the three challenges where someone from the top four didn't win. And the bonus is which queens won in those challenges that were not in the top four. The three challenges where someone from the top four didn't win. Well, let's see. Nina Bonina Brown won the first challenge, if we're counting that. Yes. That's great. And then... Um, Let's see. So there's Nina Bonina Brown. Valentina won the cheerleading challenge. Good for you. Good for you. That's a hard one to remember. I, that was, I don't, I, I did not, yeah, I don't know where that came from. And then, not top four, none of them won. I would say it was, um, who won the, oh, no, no. They were both in there. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. It's going to happen. It's the easiest one, Mary. Oh, oh, duh. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Alexis <laughs> Michelle for Snatch Game. You like me. You, you really like, like Alexis, they don't. They don't really like me. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, the producers read you for film. They, they drag they, you. Yeah, they, they drag you through the mud. Like, <laughs> You know, I was rewatching some episodes and I'm like, oh, man, they had it coming for her right do you remember when <gasps> do you remember when we could play do you remember when member berries from mm, south park do you remember when member berries do you remember when uh um oh they were doing the cheerleading challenge and james wanted to be floozy mm -hmm. and uh alexis was like i want to be floozy yeah i really want to be floozy <laughs> yeah uh. and then they had to like placate her and they're like well you could play any part right alexis and I was like, oh, you're right. I could play any of these roles. Right. And it was just like, you could tell Shay was like, oh, I know how to. Because it was Shay yeah. who said that. She was like, exactly. oh, I know how to work this girl. I know how to work a girl, work a twirl. Yeah. Twirl, give it a twirl. Yeah. Uh, I can crank this engine with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
so good, good job. Okay. Thanks, last man. question. Last question, please. Mm-hmm. Next one. Name all of the six crew members who got makeovers. Oh, brother. Well, I mean, let's start with let's start with you know the one on everyone's lips or at least mine, Sarge. Um, okay. Sarge, Rizzo, Duncan. Um, I don't remember Bakule's name. Shit. Well, I'll come back to him. Um, was there a Brandon? No, that was Jocelyn Fox's bride. Um, <laughs> Sarge, Rizzo, Duncan. Oh, God. I don't... Nina's and... Um, Alexis. Alexis. What was Alexis? Oh, his name was like Bradley or something like that. Close. Close. Was he a Brandon? No, no. Do you know um, Bryce? Uh, Miranda's son's name in Sex and the City? Oh, oh. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's um, Brady. Yes, yes. Here's Brady. a story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a redhead named Brady. Yes, Brady. And then the other two, Bekule and, um, yeah, Disaster Benina Brown. I... Aaron, Aaron. Yes. Oh, good job. Aaron. Good job. I'm impressed, Mary. I did not see that. And that was just in the recesses of, of my little brain. And then Bekule, Michael or something? No, no. It's one syllable. Oh, God. Um, you're gonna... All right. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. Josh. Josh. I was never going to get Josh. Yeah, That's... I knew you weren't going to get Josh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, that ends our Drag Race trivia, and I'm very disappointed, and I know our Marys are very disappointed. So, uh, Colin, next time, you better come to slay. You know, I I nearly went blind stoning this course. (laughs) I scarcely understand what happened. I've done it! (laughs) I've done it, for God's sake. Oh, oh yeah, I, I I really had to like work on that. You know, I'll I'll take the small wins. You know, I'll take right. bring Aaron. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, um, snatch game, the cheerleading thing. Yeah, uh, I'll also give you naming uh, most of the queens in order. I think Eureka was a hard one because yeah, yeah, it it doesn't really fit into the the model. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, should we move on to our superlatives? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about. Some of you know. Let's let's start with let's start on a positive note. Or yeah. So so well, we should tell our Marys what the categories were. Category is category uh, is um, that we we thought we were gonna t- we were gonna discuss our the three best looks. Yep. The three worst looks. Yep. Our favorite challenge. Yep. And the three best quotes of the season. Oh, and I don't think I narrowed the three quotes down to three. That's but fine. We'll have fun. We'll it's have fun. worth having multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So let's fuck shady whores. Fuck Sorry. Them. Well, they can cross <laughs> that one off the list. <laughs> I mean, we've said half of them already. Most of I've them are done all... it. <laughs> Most. I mean, there's a whole category of Alexis Michelle. I mean, exactly. we'll get to. It, but like, people read her for filth, but she get, she was probably the most quotable queen this season. Oh, and Shay, and Shay, and Shay. But of the ones I've written down, uh, yeah. But we'll get to those. Um, okay. Boom, boom, gun is getting jumped. So. Mm. Let's we'll go back and forth for the for our. It was hard to choose. Like there are probably other looks. I just chose 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 three standouts. Okay. Um, so what would be one of your? Okay, the first looks? one is one of my favorites and probably is my favorite. But that's Sasha Velour's Lady Gaga applause look. 
Yeah, and you know, I'm glad that's not on my list. I was going to be, but I'm glad you mentioned it so that we can have multiples. That one was... Uh, I mean, I just for the about that performance whole... alone, I mean, way to come out of the gate and yeah. tell us who you are. Yeah. Between that and the hometown look, I remember just being like, oh my God, she's just, this is something really special. Like, yeah. it, was, <laughs> it was really overwhelming. Our dreams were coming true. Yeah, yeah, it was, I agree. It was, it was an amazing way to start the season. Yeah, just her runway and how she walked down the runway. I was like, okay, so this is, she's fully encompassing a character. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got this. And yeah. she's not wearing a wig and she's not wearing a dress. Right. Like, yeah. that I think is fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, like right from the jump, like she she told us so much about her. Yeah, in, in ways that other queens really hadn't. So, right. Oh yeah. yeah, completely. Um, the first one I'm gonna name is and and for a couple of reasons, but it's Peppermint's Club Kid look. Okay. Because right. it was it hooked us early on. It was. It was something that, you know, the weeks when Peppermint was coming out in those pink skirts, I was like, but I know she's got that look. I know she's got that club kid look. I know she has it in her. And it was a real, like, it was a really shining star moment for Peppermint. It was obviously a queen that I love. And it's just such a cool look. It was just so... Oh, it was very cool. It was was literally head to toe. Yeah. And I, I just, I think because it was like one of the first things that hooked me with season nine, I was like, oh, like I'll never forget that look because it was like, it just stood out from the jump, you know? Like it was the, I keep saying that from the jump. I'm just living, I'm like, I'm like Aja. I use the same seven quotes over and over. Uh, But I, she says sis like all the time. So, oh, sis, it's from the jump. I love Peppermint's look. Uh, So that's, that's why it's on my list. All right. Uh, My next one is Trinity's last ball look. Oh. Back chains. Yes, that that's another one. I hate it when I fall asleep on the bus. (laughs) Oh, I just thought it was impeccable. And it was um, the glamour and pageant that we hadn't seen really yet. Yeah. And for me, it was a wonderful release. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that that was like, it was so great to finally see full on, you know, pageant trinity and Liz edwards yeah yeah it was like oh, serving you yeah. rich white woman right a rich white woman who fell asleep on the bus happens to the best <laughs> of us yeah <laughs> or, or in their limo or right, town car right exactly yeah their own personal you know limo bus yeah <laughs> uh the next one i had on my list was valentina's madonna look okay so i didn't put it on mine because i knew it would be on yours yeah i mean that was and as much as like we t- I talked about Peppermint and it was head to toe and there was so much going on and Sasha Velour, there was so much. I mean, these looks that I love because they have so much they're telling us. I love that this look had hair, purse, and two sensor boxes and told an amazing story. And I knew immediately what she was doing. And, and as much as I have had my qualms with Valentina, this was brilliant. Valentina, you're so beautiful. Uh, she, I mean, that she was gorgeous on that yeah. one way. It was, yeah. oh, it was, I mean, many people still, yeah, many people are talking about that look. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't even a look. It was literally, you know what? I mean, it was a look, but like, yeah, it was two black boxes. I mean, oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, she did so much with so little and I just, yeah. it, I, I had, uh, I saw her in a different light on that runway because I was like, wow. 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 Um, well, my last one is, I loved it. It's almost kind of a combined one, is Nina Bonita Brown's peach and uh, uh, Gaga look. Mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, I mean, I was, 
it's but one for her that week, and it was shocking and amazing and meme-worthy and uh, her highest moment on the show. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I look back on that runway, and I just think, oh, man, those were good days for Nina, you know? Like, she was, she was killing it. She, I, you know, we all kind of were like, oh, here's a front runner. Like, she had a story. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of sad in a way because when you know that, like, from there, it just kind of starts to tumble. And so right. I agree. That was, I, I almost had that on my list. My final choice seems appropriate, but Sasha Valor's final lip sync with that mask and that dress. Okay. I mean, t- it was, to me, it was like, here is the future of drag. Here's what drag can do. This is, it was, it was brilliant. It was such a brilliant commentary on the mask. It was, she performed with it. I mean, again, that dressography was everything. Sure. And then she was bald. I mean, it was. Yeah, no, it was, it was uh, a shocking, not shocking. It was a satisfying uh, two minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I just, I, I just felt like, I mean, when she came out and they were like walking up the aisle and I saw her and that, I was like, oh my God. This is fucking yeah. ridiculous. And right. With the mask, yeah. Very Ugh. few looks have given me that reaction. So, right. Yeah. Right. Well, let's move on. I mean, I just want to talk a little bit, you know, just to kind oh. of sum up best looks. I mean, none of them, none of the looks we talked about were Shay Coulee's, but not to say that she didn't slay. I mean, her looks were great, especially the one from the ball uh, that, that she created for the construction worker look. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, not to say that Shay's looks weren't awesome. It's just there were, I don't know, if I were going to pick my best three, she wasn't in my best three. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, honestly, I think that's something that as season nine kind of settles and congeals a little bit for me is thinking about, and this is something I think I've been thinking about since the show, since the season ended, um, so not that long, but like <laughs> Shay Coulee, because there's all just these, there's so much about like Shea Coulee and like, why she didn't win and, you know, track record, all the things we've been talking about about Shay. And so it just makes me think about when I look back, when this really, like, settles for me, how will I remember Shay Coulee? What, what will it be about her that will be her unique identifier? Right, right. And I don't know what uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know yet. I mean, she certainly was a dancer, but we didn't see – we saw dancing that last episode. The rap was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how she dealt with Nina Bonina Brown was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was a very relatable queen. I felt yeah. like what I was seeing. Oh, I love hearing her talk. Yeah. yeah, like she's clearly very smart. She's really funny. She's really quick. I mean, I, I really like Shea Coulee. I think that I really like the performer more than I like the illusion. Oh, right, right. You know I, I agree. Mean? That's like a Bianca thing. Yeah. Yeah, I really like what she creates. I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. But I just think who she is is really cool. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, honestly, like then that that's probably what's his boy name, Jaron. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, I think his boy name's Jaron. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that says a lot, right? Because like your illusion can change. The the way you right. paint yourself can change drastically, but who you are is who you are. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. She she wasn't really on. She she didn't come up for me as a best look at all either. Yeah, or a worst look for that matter. No, she's not in any of my worst looks either. No. So speaking of worst looks, I'll start with uh, Aja's volcano princess look. I had that on my list as well. Oh, you did? Okay. It was awful. I mean, 
iconically awful. Yeah, I with and, and there's something to be said for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think if bad. you're gonna be awful, be iconically awful. Yeah, yeah, like fail, Mary. Yeah, fail. have it just be like, <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, <laughs> like don't just be like boring. Like be awful, and you know, it, it, it's. At the same time, there's this part of me that's just kind of like, if she if she came out on stage like that and she was just owning it and put on a great performance, I'd look past it. You know what I mean? I'd be like, okay, right. you know, whatever. Right. Um, right. But if we're going by aesthetics, it was for me. It's a boot. Yeah. She did win the lip sync though. She did. She did win that lip yeah. sync. Yeah. And she did that thing with the nails with her face. You remember that when she's like, yeah. that that moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So she had a great lip sync and a terrible look. Right. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, well, then I'll do my next one. Um, Peppermint's Naughty Nighty. That almost made my list. I'm glad it made yours because that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, that challenge sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always the like, it doesn't read Nighty to me. It reads Dominatrix. It's like, shut up, Michelle. Right. And for some queens, that's okay. And for some queens. Yeah, some yeah. queens, it's not okay. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but yeah, that look, uh, it, was, it was the one with the hot fuchsia pink skirt that like you could see her thong underneath yeah yeah it was very boring yeah it wasn't it, really didn't do anything yeah it was I, I feel like she's talked about it. i feel like she's admitted she's like oh yeah that look was like thrown together last minute super cheap oh, okay. i think All she right. knows like she's aware of this most of the queens know yeah, yeah. most of the queens yeah yeah um sure. the next on my list which i had forgotten about until i started like looking back at old looks was and so I, maybe you'll remember this one is James's ho um, hometown look. That oh, I, that's on my list. Oh, wow. That's the last one on my list, Colin. Oh, oh God. We should have planned this. Oh. We should have like, oh, our poor Marys are like, they agree on everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, no, the cow look. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, and oh, my God. For me, oh. it was the opposite of Sasha. It was an awful first impression. Yeah, you know, it was like right. what a terrible way to kick things off. Like right. this, like this, this like Magnolia Crawford two point oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah, right. Uh. Yeah, yeah, really disappointing. I'm sorry, Marys. Uh, you didn't. Our our three worst looks. You got what? Four? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we'll see what the last one is. Yeah. Well, that was my last one. Oh, that was your last one. Okay, well then my last. And you had Asha. Well, I have one more. Oh, oh, you do. Okay, good. Yeah. So my last one, and there's a couple reasons for this, was Nina Bonita Brown's bunny. The, oh. And part of it was because, I mean, the execution was weak, and part of it was her delivery and, and just where she was at that point. It was all very sad, you know? Um, she was a very forlorn bunny, you know? <laughs> and so it just kind of, like, it's a look that, like, when I think about it, it just bums me out, you know? So I, yeah, I mean, that one, I guess if we're going to think about, you know, to give our Marys some, some other looks to think about, like honorable mentions for worst looks would be, I, I mean. Alexis's club kid look. Yeah, uh, I mean. Cause I was Alexis's thinking, um, cultural appropriation look. Uh, uh, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. the hair, that wig was just so bad. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Alexis's, uh, the, the Russian hooker look. Yeah, that, that. Studio 54, you know, cold night on the way to Applebee's realness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, in terms of other queens, since we're just reading Alexis Michelle to filth, um, I mean, I don't know if there were any like major 
failures. I mean, I'm thinking about, well, and then the only one I can really think of, unfortunately, was Alexis Michelle's hometown look. Oh, right, with the scrawls. With the scrawls. Right. As much as I loved Home of Broadway, bagels. It's <laughs> 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 the only thing that saved it, you know? <laughs> uh, Bag- bagels. And I guess, of course, the ultimate honorable mention would be Trinity Taylor's promo look. Oh, that's a great honorable mention. I don't know what, what that was. That and, yeah. Groucho from the Sesame Street. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oscar the Grover, 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 no, Grover, 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 yeah. Grover, Mary. Grover, Mary. Yeah, no, and, and she's talked about it. I think she tweeted about it recently. She was like just talking about that there were elements of it that was like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't my intention. And there was some, you know there were elements of it that, that they had kind of changed or did that she was like, all right, well, whatever. But like, she knew it wasn't what she wanted. Right. Right. So, um, uh, eh, well, uh, what was your favorite challenge? You know, I think my favorite challenge was the makeover challenge. Um, I normally don't love the makeover challenges, but I think in the, in the spirit of like the meta quality of season nine, like seeing, these crew members involved. Obviously, the introduction of Sarge slash Wintergreen was mm-hmm. was great. Um, it was, yeah, I, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was just, like, especially because I don't normally like the makeover challenges, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this one. Uh, the makeover challenge, I knew you were going to pick. I just knew it. Um, you've said it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, and Sar- not Sarge alone, but I think what really resonated with us, and especially with you, was how... Uh, where they where where the show went from seeing those uh, these heterosexual men connecting on such a high level mm-hmm. and personal level, literally talking about Nina Bonina Brown's mental illness with her, or or Rizzo the rat, uh, mm-hmm. Rizzo the rat, um, <clears throat> talking about uh, you know uh, being in a box in terms of masculinity um, and kind of turning that on its head, um, and each of the. The, the men having a story, you know, talk, Duncan talking about raising his kids oh, and, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm thinking about all that. Yeah. Um, each of them kind of had a an interesting thing to bring to the table that season nine needed to promote. Um, and it all had to do with uh, turning gender on its head. Yeah. Uh, and, there's, it was, it was <clears throat> and there's something as being, you know, uh, someone who, you know, from a from a young age was um, – bullied and teased and made fun of by largely straight boys and straight men for being gay. There's something very healing about seeing, you know, a bunch of, like, open-hearted, engaged straight men, you know, making connections with these, you know, gay, transgender, fluid, you know, the, these these alternative, quote-unquote, you know, men, males, whatever, you know, all the categories in the room. Um, yeah. There's just something, uh, yeah, kind of healing about that. And there was something I just... I really appreciated and it was this reminder that like no that's real that's out there that's true that's a part of our world yeah i mean it almost seems like when because i think we talked about this whenever we see an episode like that it's often the queens get pushed to the side yeah mm-hmm. and the stories about who these people are are pushed forward right whereas i think this one it was about them entering the drag world and the drag world being you know to the forefront yeah, and that they were already engaged with yeah. these queens, and they were following right. them along, had been following them, you know, for a period of time at this point, and were, you know, uh, invested in them. I think that mm-hmm. was 
you know, like when they were watching like the elimination and like Aaron was getting emotional all that, it was like, wow, like they really like they spend so much time with these queens, you know, and like so I really understood why they were feeling so strongly about it, you know, because right. they this is their every day is following these queens and watching them want this so so much, you know. Um, so I, I I just found all of that. Yeah, I just really loved seeing all of that. Oh, OK. Um, well, my favorite challenge was your pilot is on fire. This pilot is on fire. OK. Yeah. Uh, that's the one with Sasha and Shay winning. Yep. Uh, and they had that kind of black exploitation type of mm-hmm. uh, film, which I, I loved. Um, and then the hilarious uh, Alexis Trinity and Peppermint sketch, which yeah. I thought was really funny and really, really well done. Um, and then, you know, the Nina, the Nina Valentina one, I mean, it was really bizarre, but it was fun to watch them film it. You know, it was the first time that, like, I had fun watching the episode up until the challenge. Mm-hmm. And the runway absolutely delivered because that was a club couture. That's true. That was, I mean, that was a solid runway that week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, um, I mean, I, that, was, that was one of my considerations. Was that that was the same one with that when Valentina went home. I mean, it was like a big episode. Like, it was, I don't know. Yeah. It was so entertaining. It was... For me, that was the best one. That was a highlight of the season. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. I mean, Shay and Sasha killed it for me on that episode. Yeah, that episode did pack in a lot of big moments and a lot of good quotes and and yeah. I, I it's a solid rewatch, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that makes sense. Uh, it wasn't one of our categories, but did you happen to have a least favorite challenge? The cheerleading challenge. Yeah, that was mine too. Yeah. Yeah, it had nothing to do with drag. There was, I, I just, yeah. And I think even the runway was was the white white party look. Yeah, it's a very unmemorable runway. And I was like, are you serious? I mean, Shay's was the best look that week. Mm-hmm. It was all lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bodysuit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise, that was that was it. So that was yours also. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was easy. I was like, yeah, no, I didn't like that one. Um, right. So let's get to let's start because I, I there were definitely some some when I thought about this I was like what are quotes that I could see myself using a la I got a whole rack of stuff right um, in the future you know um, well I mean the first one that came to mind the first one I wrote down was you're done and I'm gonna tell you why you're done I forgot to write that one down yes. <gasps> oh my god why'd you forget oh my god how could you forget so that you could write it down and, and we could have a non duplicate yeah no I. <laughs> Uh, that is a great quote. You're done, and I'll tell you. And I'm going to tell you why you're done. Like, yeah, yeah. One I'll set, definitely use in the future. Yeah, a- any opportunity possible. Yeah, sure. The first one I wrote down obviously is why y'all acting brand new. Who's after peppermint? Oh, uh, who's after peppermint? Yes, yeah. I forgot about that one. And why y'all acting brand new? Oh, what a great quote. And I just and I it always for me it always has to include who was after peppermint because it's so weird and specific, but like. <laughs> Who is after peppermint? <laughs> Who's after peppermint? Yeah, but yeah. I just love that. I think that's that was when I really fell for Shay, and I was like, "Oh, you, I like you. I, you're an energy in the room I like having." Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, I have a whole section of just Alexis. You got Michelle a whole quotes. rack of. Stuff. I got a whole rack of Alexis Michelle quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear them. Um, I have. I cannot believe what they are asking us to do. I have that one as well. Yeah, yeah. With the head, I have to like practice that in the mirror. Yeah. 
Um, that one was, you know, and it's funny, what that makes me think about is we talked about this early on, um, you know, Peppermint was the first in the workroom in the first challenge, and we, we've talked about often that becomes the narrator for the season. Right. And there were kind of doubts of like, well, how long is Peppermint going to be, you know, on? And so kind of looking back, and this is porching a bit, but whatever, do you think Peppermint was the narrator of the season? Was there someone who was more obviously a narrator? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was Peppermint. Um, mm-hmm. it, for me, it was Shay. Shay, I always mm-hmm. saw as the narrator of the season, and I saw Sasha as the narrator of just those social justice moments. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, I think Peppermint, I, was, I always welcomed her commentary. Right. But Peppermint was, was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of relief with Peppermint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, I... Yeah, there was her. It was almost like I wanted her to be the narrator in the way that Katya was or Shay was because I just, yeah, it, there's a relief. There's an energy that she has that's really nice. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Shay was probably the narrator of the season. Yeah, um, Shay. Uh, I already said fucking shady whores. Yeah. Um, and the other best, the best for me, the best Alexis Michelle quote besides I've done it is um, Did y'all get the tea in Kunt? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great I, quote. Yeah, great with quote. the finger, with the yoga yeah. tea on coot. Yeah. I, I wrote down future tote bag. Thank you, five. <laughs> oh, thank you, five. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, thank you, five. <laughs> you know, and I, have, I, I scarcely know what happened. <laughs> and it's a deep cut, but I would often, you know, in, I'd like to throw in a conversation every once in a while. Thank you, Ross. Even though, like, it's just out of context. <laughs> I'll take Thank that you, on. Ross. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Five. Thank you, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> so help me God. So help me God. Ugh. Um, obviously, I think the, one of the most iconic quotes from the season will always be Aja's Linda Evangelista rant. I, I didn't even write it because, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. Valentina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that will persist in the way that, like, so many quotes from earlier seasons that people quote all the time that will continue on and on. It's almost as if it was scripted. It was so, cause I've heard it so many times and I've heard the song and all that. It's just like a perfect monologue. Oh my God. She's not getting any royalties from it, which I think is uh, a crime. I know because they're, they're you know, t-shirts, songs, right? Crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless you have an, I mean, Oh, no, I'm good. Uh, I didn't write down any more because we said three, but we could keep going, Mary. Oh, I mean, I have a couple more. Go um, for it. I mean, I have another one that I think would just be like a great tote bag of just the quote of it saying, I'd like to keep it on, please. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to keep it on, Oh, there's yes. Ella behind you. Hey, Ella. Um, and then, I mean, we couldn't not include... The one with the lips. Oh, the lips. Oh, she's the one with the lips. The one with the lips. I mean, there were so many. There's another pheromone quote where she's, like, putting together her, like, sea princess look. And she's, like, m- like she's moaning and whining to Eureka. And she's, like, I don't want to have to glue it on another piece. Like, that is so funny the way she does it. Glue it on another. It's so funny. And I just, I... I like that always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> and then I think those were all the ones I had. I think those I could see myself using those in the future. Yeah. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, 
I hope that we do. I hope that we find some others. Uh, if you are a Mary out there listening and you're like, but you forgot this one. You forgot this one. Yeah. Um, email it to us or tweet it at us and we will retweet it uh, for sure. Uh, it's important that we get all these quotes out there. Ones that you probably say uh, that you're saying now in your life. Uh, we want to know what those are. So you can either email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at allrightmary. All right, Mary. So let's talk about, and this was this was fun to kind of go back and listen to our Meet the Queens episode from, I can't remember when it was, in, early this year. Um, yeah. But it was our predictions based on just those Meet the Queen videos of, or, or what are our first impressions of who these queens were. Right. Um, and it's, I, overall, when I look at it, it's like, I don't think we were, there were a couple we were obviously like Trinity Taylor we were very wrong about. Right, there right. were a there were a few we were we weren't totally off about. Um, and so maybe we just I mean I just have them kind of written down alphabetically. Um, oh yeah, we go through it. Yeah, I mean some I have more to say than others, but uh, you know when we first talked about Aja, well you had very strong feelings about Aja. I did not like Aja. Yeah, I I, I was like ugh. I think you called her an ignorant cunt, maybe? <laughs> me? Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Who? She all Guns and roses? <laughs> she don't catch the T on that? Yeah. She don't catch the T on... <laughs> yeah. On ignorant cunt? Yeah. Ignorant cunt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, both T's. Um, all the T. Yeah, all the T. <laughs> all the T. Spill it, Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I did think that about her. Um, I just was unimpressed with her kind of immaturity, this kind of um, brashness, recklessness that I wasn't impressed by. And it only it, it took me to see a couple of lip syncs of hers to be like, oh, OK, she can perform. Yeah. I still didn't think she could paint or dress. Yeah, I think that she's improved since. I mean, those were definitely rough qualities. I, I listening to that again, I was queening out on the nuance. There's that word. Uh, of Aja's lip syncs of the research I had done and what that's then that was what kind of hooked me with Aja was that I felt that there was a lot of nuance to her lip syncs and, <laughs> and they were so nuanced that I couldn't oh, miss the nuance. God, I'm gonna die. I haven't said nuance in weeks. I have to get it in. Um, it's oh, like a conjugal it. visit with nuance. Um, <laughs> but and and I think I equated that with intelligence that that if she was able to have all of these little details that there was a certain like eye for detail there that I thought okay. I mean I can see that but execution is different than having an eye well I mean maybe looks and makeup the execution wasn't so great but I think performance wise I was seeing execution that I was impressed by but I mean I overall we were kind of like well we'll see what happens with Aja um, yeah there wasn't yeah. really high expectations of her right um, I gotta tell you it, it is ironic I mean obviously with Alexis Michelle we came in very excited and you know, cheering her on, Alexis lives, all that. Alexis lives. Alexis lives. Uh, what I find very ironic is when we were talking about her in that episode, we were talking about how, how much, how real she was being in the Meet the Queens and how, like, we could see, like, Alex underneath the drag and that she wasn't just yeah. performing. And it's just like, and then it was the absolute opposite on the actual season. Right, which was really yeah, it was disappointing. I think we we created a lot of expectation about yeah. what we see, and then we were like, oh, we saw the musical theater kid at musical theater camp. Right, right. Yeah. It's like oh, 
that's yeah. who you are. Got it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's you're on TV. Right. So yeah, yeah, and I think you know we were we were like well, Alexis maybe top three. I don't know. I mean, at one point you had said like I could see her getting top four, top five. So. Yeah, that's kind of where I landed with her. I was like, I think it's going to be top five. Yeah. yeah. So we went wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Hyde, you know, I wrote down that, you know, I saw her as like having miscongeniality realness. I was like, she's got to go to Snatch Game. I knew, she, I thought she was going to get to Snatch Game, and then after that, she was going to go. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, like when we were talking about her, kind of almost equating her with like a like a Tammy Brown, like there was some kind of like kooky vintage quality, yeah, kind of campy quality to her that I don't think really came through. I mean, I no, it didn't come through, and I don't think she lasted long enough. She was kind of sabotaging herself in that sense. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she was sick. She kept making all these excuses or whatever. Yeah, but uh, she was. I feel like in my heart, she was supposed to go to Snatch Game. Oh yeah, totally. I feel like when they like look at who they've got for the season, like okay, well this is a queen that we, you know, you'd want to see on Snatch Game. That We're gonna get Joan Rivers. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, and that is definitely one of my big disappointments from this season is we didn't get to see her do Joan Rivers on Snatch Game. I, yeah. I'd like to believe she would have killed it, but right. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think we were very off about Eureka. I think, I mean, obviously we didn't get to see too much of Eureka, and like we don't really know how she would have done this season. But, I mean, we were basically like, yeah, we're just a big girl who can dance, and she, you know, doesn't just, you know, she, she like she'd even said, like, I, I wear things big girls aren't supposed to wear. And it was like, yeah, no, I mean. That's I, what she did. That's what she did, yeah. And, you know, she popped her knee. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we were, like, very, I think our first impression of Eureka kind of maintained itself. Sure, as long as it could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's next, James? Pheromone. Oh, pheromone. I said riffraff from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think there were, like, high hopes. It was like, well, you know, because I remember when she talked about, like... Oh, she was like a Courtney act, maybe, but yeah. I don't know. Her being young, I was just like, oh, I don't know. And she mentioned having this kind of, like, fetish aesthetic, which, like, didn't happen ever manifest. And I think I, I saw an interview she did or some video where she kind of admitted she's like... Um, yeah, I think that maybe that look that I had on in the promo look was kind of fetishy because it was like latex and whatnot. But like, I don't really know if that's like, it's very, it's very pheromone. She doesn't really know who she is, you know? Right. So like, I can see that now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then next was James. James. Yeah. Uh, and I think we were kind of spot. I, mean, I thought I he was going to get the snatch game though. You, you had mentioned at one point, like, well, you know, James, who's going to go home first? Like, you kind of jokingly said it. That oh, yeah. Okay, right, right. But I think we wanted to see her go to Snatch Game and do Rebel Wilson and all that. <laughs> um, I had kind of called early on that we were going to have a problem like Ben de la Creme, where it was like, can we see the performer underneath the drag? Oh, right. And I think that really came true. We never, we Let's never. Keep patting did. ourselves on the back here, Mary. Let's just well, keep we're doing just, that. you know, we're just brain queens, you know, <laughs> just a couple eggheads. Uh, we, I mean, we've been we're we're very wrong about Kamora Black, so we can humble ourselves there. <laughs> oh, because we thought she was gonna go far. We thought she was gonna be trouble. We thought she was gonna be a shit. Oh, the villain. Yeah, we thought that she was gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Okay. Right. And she. We wasn't. were dumb. We were dumb. Yeah, yeah, I think I had said that she was like the response to season eight's RuPaul's Best Friend race, and then she, you know, I mean, like she that she was gonna be some like. You know, she can turn that beat around. And you know what? Maybe when they maybe when they cast her, they thought that's what it was. Yeah, maybe because to look at her, it's like okay, yeah, you like she, she talked a big game, but then talk a big game. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sorry. It's a really deep cut of a quote from Trainwrecked, the movie. Oh, God. And, yeah. That's yeah, really deep. Cut. That's, that is very deep. If anybody knows what that quote is from, from Trainwrecked, email us. Is that the Amy Top Schumer movie? Game. Yeah, it's Amy Schumer. That attempts yeah. to be, re- like, revolutionary until it, like, shits Oh, and it's the rom-com. Yeah, 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 it's a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're going to do things differently, but at the end, we're going to go back to the same fucking tropes every other rom-com has pushed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ugh. Anyway. That's <laughs> Train wreck is right. Yeah, it's right. Uh, that, that movie went right off the rails. You know what I'm saying, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Somebody's dead. Hey, guys. <laughs> now get off the stage. Yeah, bye, guys. I'll be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, Nina Bonina Brown was Oh, we, we had no idea about her mental illness. No. We, yeah. we saw, like... We definitely saw that she was talented. We saw that there was some roughness around the edges, but like that she was an artist, you know? And it's, you know, it's funny because similar to Alexis Michelle, I feel like Nina, despite all of the makeup and all of the sort of ornamentation on her, it felt like a real person talking. And it's a shame that that person got muddled by all this like self-sabotage and depression and all that. Like she wasn't really able to shine like that during the season. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a shame. We were, we didn't see it coming. Um, I think you had asked on that episode, you said, do uh, do you think Rue's going to get her name wrong every time? And it was like, (laughs) prophetic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's a pat on the back for me, Mary. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. (laughs) Self-congratulations. Um, yeah. So... Nina, I think we saw the talent. We just did not see the challenges she was going to come up against because they were all right. internal. Yeah, right. And then there uh, was Miss um, Peppermint. Yeah, Peppermint. We thought she was going to go home early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we were talking, it was like, oh, I, you know, some people were saying she might go home early. Maybe she'll go far. But I had said that I was worried about casting my vote for, an, for another New York queen to win. Which is ironic because then the top two were two New York queens. Yes, that's right. So that's right. Uh, I guess that's okay, you know. Mm-mm, is it? Yeah, I'm happy to be wrong <laughs> about Peppermint. I'm happy that she. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And in retrospect, it would have been such a waste for her to go home early because, like, right? She grew so much. There were other people that, you know, needed to go home before yeah, her. That didn't have. She had. Much. She had places to go. Yeah, she had stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And, I mean, that takes us to Sasha Velour, who, I mean, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to give ourselves all the trophies, Mary, we were right about her from the start. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm as happy as I was to be wrong about someone like Trinity Taylor, I was obviously very happy to be right about Sasha Velour. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, completely. I, I love Sasha. I loved her ever since that Meet the Queens video. I was so happy to meet that queen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I and mean, she she not only delivered my expectation, she like far surpassed it. Yeah, because I think you know, one some of the things she talked about in that Meet the Queens was you know that she was and we talked about you know that she was thinking about drag in new interesting ways. She had that line about like beauty goes beyond gender and like this is where drag is going and and all of that is like cool theory and it's like interesting conversation, but 
then to like actually deliver on that in ways that we didn't even see coming. I mean, oh, yeah, completely. yeah, she was, uh, you know, because it's like every season there's those ones you get excited about, and then you have to be a little bit reserved because you're like, well, you know, I don't want to get too attached because I don't want to have my heart broken later. And I just, she is a queen. I was happy to throw all my chips towards. Oh uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was only. More excited after that first episode where I was like, oh, okay, okay, yes, 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 she's going to be fine. She's Mm -hmm. impeccable. Yeah, she's confident. She's Mm -hmm. well-spoken. This is going to be great. Yeah, my only – it was like so long as they keep getting what she's doing, she'll be fine. Right, and they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there was Shea Coulee. I loved Shea from the start, yeah. I mean you had said on that episode you did not see her in the top three and she did not make predictions for top three. I did not see her in the top three. Yeah. Uh, I mean this is when we talked about how like when she does a lip sync she does the whole song. She does every verse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean I always thought that she was a front – like not a front runner but she was a – she was the whole package in terms of what it takes to be a front runner. Like she seemed to me like she was charming. She was quick. She was funny. she, She had a very distinct look. There was something about her. It was like, oh, you're a queen who would do well on Drag Race. I could just tell mm, the way okay. yeah, her yeah. demeanor. You'll yeah, be- yeah, her demeanor, how she interacts with the world, how she interacts with drag. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. And those are the things that resonated. Those that we just talked about that earlier. Those are the elements of Shea Coulee that I still love is is that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I I think you you listened to the earliest Meet the Queens because I think I listened to Give Her Another Take. Oh, I thought about listening to those, but then I was just like, I'll just listen to the Meet the Queens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then we're covering our bases here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because um, then Trinity Taylor, I mean, we were just, we were not impressed. We were comparing her to Phoenix from season three. Right. Uh, and kind of expecting the same outcome i mean obviously i think we were i think everybody was kind of feeling the same way um and i had kind of said you know we'll watch her win the whole fucking thing and you had said like your friend was saying like oh she's the one to watch and it was like all right let's see what happens i i couldn't be more happy to be wrong about trinity taylor just because it was such a pleasant surprise you know yeah yeah i liked it the babysitter yeah oh the cool babysitter yeah that's I'd, i'd like to remember her that way yeah right yeah. Right. Uh, and then finally, we had Valentina. We wrote her off right away. Well, she said she couldn't, so she could. I mean, there was uh, from all of that stuff with, with Michelle, mm-hmm. the yeah, interview with Michelle in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. Yeah, I mean, I think that I did not expect any of what became of Valentina. The long con, the mask, all of that. It took like, me even a while to realize it was happening. Yeah, that she was impressing me. Yeah, and that there. Was it wasn't like, until um, the uh, the episode where they were making fun of her religion, okay. where I was like, started to root for Valentina. Where I'm like, oh, actually, no, but this is a this is a queen, a young queen with a soul, where she could she could be the adult in the room. Yeah, I, uh, there was always something about her. It was like there's something. Some, I don't know when I first picked up on this. There was some about, about Valentina that I just didn't buy, like when Long Con started to form for me. But um, it certainly wasn't that early on. It wasn't really until the season started. And maybe it wasn't until we really like started to see the interviews, like the talking heads. And it was like, mm. 
Why is this giving me Laganja vibes? Yeah. 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 Produced. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. I have now. something to say. It yeah. was that. It was the. May I, yeah. Daga, may she I made sure something? she made sure that the cameras were on her when she was going to do something. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, that was definitely, I think, a, a fatal flaw for season nine was queens who were self-producing, you right. know, Alexis, uh, Valentina. I don't think any of the other. That might be a, that might. No, but that might be a trend moving forward, you know, where we have the risk of, you know, people self-producing. I think right. that's just what happens when people get used to a format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, I think in comparison, when you look at earlier seasons, like I just recently watched, I was watching season two again. I was like, oh, this is so different. This is such a different experience. Like oh. they are, the production is different, but the queens are less aware of the cameras. It's, yeah, it, it's interesting what happens. So. All right. Well, that's our, our reflection on our first impressions. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk, Colin, we should talk to our Marys about the future of All Right Mary and what we're going to be doing in the off season until season 10 and All Stars 3. And yeah, well, you know, I mean, we have a while. We have a while. We have a so while. there's some time we have not figured out yet. But to to as a reminder, we're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, well, this is our one year anniversary. Actually, we should we should discuss. That's right. This I can't believe it took us this long to mention. We've been that. doing this for one year. We've been, our first episode dropped July 1st, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our I think our first email maybe our first email was from Ricky Z. I think so, yeah. He was our first And then Sh- and then Shane. Yeah. Sister Mary Shane. Yeah, these are our like yeah. original Marys. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it has been a year of All Right Mary. All right, is, Mary. All right, Mary. Uh, which is really exciting. Uh and and I, it's flown by. Um yeah. so, you know, and and it's grown in ways that I did not expect. Um you know, it's like if we get a hundred plays an episode, that would blow my brains out. But yeah. it's been more than that, so yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot it's been a lot that. more. And like you know, we we went from like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if I like emailed squirrel friends to now it's just this like casual sisterhood. I mean, it's it's great where things have gone. Totally. So, where are things going next with All Right, Mary? Um, th- the fans have spoken. We teased this on the last episode. We will be going back to our roots and recapping season one. Next. Season one. And for those Marys that are nervous because they don't have access to season one or, or can't, you know, can't find it or whatever, we will, we will make sure that how we recap these episodes is in such an engaging way that you're not missing anything. Yeah. We're going to be using media on Twitter um, as well as audio clips on the podcast and really kind of producing the episodes in such a way that you can follow along and get out what we're getting out. Because the way that we're going to be watching season one is in a reflective way. We're going to be looking at season one, uh, not in commenting on the action, but more synthesizing how it fits as the origins of this TV show. So if you've seen the other seasons you know, you'll certainly be able to to follow along. The other thing that we should mention is that we're not just going to be recapping uh, a season one episode every episode. Mm-hmm. We'll also be having other segments uh, that that discuss the world of drag and everything around RuPaul. Uh, you know, talking about uh, movies like Drop Dead Gorgeous, Silence of the Lambs, perhaps mm-hmm. um, checking in on Gay for Play, which is happening soon. 
um, What's the Tea, the podcast with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. And then Colin, obviously, is our infamous lurker on the subreddit. Yes. Um, we'll be checking in on the subreddit and giving us updates on what's going on in the offseason and how fans and drag race queens are keeping themselves occupied. Uh, we'll also be bringing back a moment of appreciation for various yeah. queens of the season. Um, there were some we missed when we first started. Obviously, there's some new queens that we can get get going with. Um, and obviously, uh, one of my favorite segments, All Right, Amanda, when we check in on Squirrel Friends, yeah. uh, our sister podcast, and wondering what they're up to and, and, and how they're doing um, and what they're drinking. Right, they're, um, drinking. they're doing... Um they're starting season four, and so that'll that's be right. to kind of that's like right. sort of talk about that. I'm definitely going to watch along. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun to watch along season four. And and DragCon's happening in September, so we will definitely be at DragCon. Yes. Um, if not both days, then one of the days. I just have a crazy schedule that weekend mm-hmm. uh, with my other jobs. But um, I will definitely be there uh, to at least, if anything, meet some queens. Um, not meet some queens. Meet some uh, fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and... And, and meet some listeners. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, we haven't really yeah. talked about it, but yes, to confirm, we will be at DragCon, um, and we definitely want to meet you guys if you're going to be there. We've, we've already, you know, gotten a couple of messages from people who are going to be there that we'll, we will make it a point. Squirrel Friends will be there. We'll get to, It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the other thing I want to say is, in terms of season one, if you do really need to watch along, just drop us an email or a message on Twitter. I found, I've, I've done some hunting. I found a website that does have them. We've got a couple of resources. We can hook you up. So if you really do want to watch along, I don't want you to like not listen along if you don't have it. Just reach out to us and we'll get you the link. Um, not a problem. I think, because season one also has its own version of Untucked called Under the Hood. And apparently all of those are on YouTube, but we will confirm that, that those are also available in the US for us to watch. Sure. Because um, there's a lot of stuff that's on YouTube that isn't available in the U.S. So, right. vice um, versa, and vice versa, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's I'm I'm really excited about it. I think I think our next our next season of All Right Mary is going to be. Um, I've actually I've already started watching some of season one just to kind of start to get a sense of what like. Oh. What we're there's some really like. People, is it good? Is it crazy? It. The stuff that's in there that we don't give season one credit for is I'm excited to give credit to. Oh, great. Um, it's, great. It's going to be, I mean. I mean, Angina is like one of my favorite queens. Like, you have no idea. I'm so excited. I mean, just to kind of tease it, it's like you think Sasha Velour is revolutionary as a, as a bald queen. Angina was doing it season one, Mary. Hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. But the it's way, not just Bob the Drag Queen, Bob, right. you know, as bald. Right. But it, and and this consider this a deep tease. The way they respond to Angina as a bald queen, or their their feedback to her in season one versus Sasha's feedback or lack thereof in season nine is a very interesting evolution that we will be talking about. Wow. That's uh, the kind of conversations we're gonna be having. Oh God, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Um yeah, so uh, we hope you're going to be along for the ride. And obviously, if and we're going to have other things, as Johnny said, we're going to have other things we're talking about each episode. So, like, there's always a reason to listen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you're one of those uh, podcast listeners that has so many podcasts to listen to, we understand if you need to take a break from All Right, Mary, uh, and come back to us when the season starts again, we'll welcome you. Uh, there will be no hard feelings. Um, I certainly know how that goes sometimes, but... Uh, we're hoping that the content we we produce and and that we put out there 
um, is good for the offseason because it's not just about drag race. It's the world of drag um, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and one more thing is if you guys have, because we have a lot of time, if you have requests, if you have recommendations, if you have things you want to hear us talk about, that's, that's often sparked some really good conversations here um, that we've really enjoyed. So we more than welcome your, your requests as well. Um, and that would, of course, be uh, you could either tweet at us at All Right Mary or email us at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, pheromone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think, Colin? Last chance lip sync? Well, just before we get to it, I, I'd hate to uh, be remiss oh. and not remind yes. people to head over to iTunes. So as we already plugged our email and Twitter to also head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a rating, preferably five stars, leave us a comment, preferably a nice one. And as we go into this off season, you know, pledge your allegiance to All Right Mary. Um, so now, Marys, you know that we have been doing the Last Chance Lip Sync all season, which is uh, featuring a song that we would love to lip sync to if we were drag queens. We'd love to see queens lip sync to. Um, one of our Marys recently let us know that one of our previous lip syncs, uh, Last Chance Lip Sync's phone by Lizzo, she saw Milk perform. Um, oh. at a, I guess a, a pride event or something and said it was great. And there's actually a clip of her doing it at um, Showgirls, I think, uh, on, on YouTube. I'll post that. It's pretty good. Um, so it was nice to see that actually happen. But anyway, so we always like to feature a song every week. We are going to um, take a little break from Last Chance, Last Chance Lip Sync after this week. Uh, and so the song I've chosen as our final Last Chance Lip Sync there were so many to choose from, and I tried to think, like, do I, how do I make it meaningful? And, and what I thought of is a song that I love, and the song that to me feels like a, a new, like, it makes me think of, like, a new kind of, like, drag song, a new kind of lip sync song. Um, makes me think of something I'd love to see Sasha Velour do, or I'd love to see a dancing queen do, because uh, there's just a great beat drop. It, it goes from emotional to just, like, all-out music. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Churches, uh, they've got a great song. I, what is it? It's called, <laughs> I, girl, I am teasing it. It's called Clearest Blue. Uh, it is worth it for the beat drop at the middle. It is, it is so good. It is my, one of my favorite songs, and I cast that out as a potential last chance lip sync. The last last chance lip sync, at least mm. for now. Sure. And uh, I guess that's all we've got for this week, Mary. All right? Mary, all right. Mary, all right. <laughs> Mary. Yeah. So uh, until next week, all I've got left to say is uh, bye. I love you, oh my God. See you later. Just another time that I would die.